We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. Well, the Lakers, unbelievable as it may sound, found a way to lose a critical game to the Houston Rockets. Final score 114 to 110. That doesn't truly reflect how close the game actually was or wasn't, I should say, because it wasn't all that close. The Houston Rockets um, gave up some points in garbage time, but The Lakers, well, this is on them. This is on them. What they did today on that floor, there's no excuse for it. Say they're on the second night of a back-to-back, but you know what? They don't have time for no-show performances in this situation. Not where they're at in the standings. They've talked about how they're very well aware of where they're at in the standings and what they need to do. And if they just shot poorly, this was just a poor shooting game, which they did. They shot extremely poorly. Very hard to win a game when you shoot 37% from the field and 25% from three. They didn't shoot the ball well. And if that was it, you'd say, you know what? This is terrible. That's awful to drop a game like that. But that happens sometimes. That happens sometimes. Just shots don't go in. That happens sometimes. But that's not what we saw. Not for the first half of this game, anyway. The second half, I thought the Lakers played hard. And the shots just would not fall. Couldn't get anything to drop in the second half. In the first half, they were disinterested. They did not appear to want to be on the basketball floor. There was no effort. There was no energy. There was nothing. And this was an opportunity to move up in the standings. This was an opportunity to get a much-needed win. This game is one of the reasons why the Lakers have, according to Tankathon, one of the easiest schedules, actually the easiest schedule left in the NBA. This game was the easy game, and they gave it away. And again, if it had just been poor shooting for the entire game, giving 100% effort and you just can't get the ball to go into the basket, that happens. But again, that's not what we saw. This might be the first time since the trade deadline that we've seen the Lakers just look lethargic. And you know what? Over the course of an 82-game season, there are moments where teams look lethargic. There are moments where teams just don't have it. But that shouldn't be happening now. That shouldn't happen 
with 13, now 12 games left on the schedule, and you are in a tooth and nail fight for a playoff spot. That should not happen right now, where you look lethargic. You look like you would like to be somewhere else. You can't have that. And again, they turned that around in the second half. Couldn't get shots to drop in the second half. But you gave away the first half. You didn't attempt to play basketball in the first half, which puts yourself in a position where you have to make shots in the second half. And if those don't start falling, well, then you get this kind of result. So Lakers Nation, I'm sure Lakers fans are very upset about this, and rightfully so. Uh, We'll talk about it. We'll break it down. Is this the end of the world? Well, Minnesota lost tonight, so that helps. Uh, We'll see what happens in the Dallas game. But Minnesota lost, so that helps. But this was, regardless of what happens in those, this was at worst, or I I guess at best now, an opportunity for the Lakers to to move up because if the teams around them miss their opportunities, well, I guess it doesn't set you back too much, but you had a chance to move up in the standings. You had a chance to get closer to the sixth seed tonight. And you crumpled it up and you threw it away. You said, no, thank you. We don't want that. Um, and that, that is what Lakers fans should be upset about in this one. Now, there's lots of other things. There's plenty of context. We can talk about the center position. Should the Lakers have added another center to the roster? Yes, that's the yes is the answer. But, um, you know, as much as we worried about Alperin Sengun going into this game, he was solid for them. The board's certainly an issue. It was more than just the center position that caused a problem for the Lakers in this game. I, I, I look at this game, though, and I say, if you had Mobamba, you win this game. Yeah, because you don't get as crushed on the boards. You don't just give up. The Rockets aren't just brazenly driving to the basket every single time and getting layups because there's at least some semblance of a shot blocker back there. Um, if you have AD, do you win this game? Yeah, of course. So injuries certainly cost you in this one, but you still needed to find a way to win this game, and this was an instance where the Lakers did the opposite. They actually found a way to lose this game to a terrible team. Albeit a terrible team that did just beat the Celtics. So they can do this, but yikes, yikes. The Lakers, when the dust settles at the end of the season, will probably be looking back on this one and saying, what did we do? What did we do? Even if it's just looking at the standings and thinking, where would we be with one more win? Hopefully this doesn't come back to haunt them. Uh, Tyler said Lakers refusing to play AD in a must win game, refusing to sign a backup center. All the work we did last night gone instead of 500 tonight, we might be uh, three under 500 come, come Friday may cost us the playoffs. Uh, is the work done that they did last night? They played great against the Pelicans. Love what we saw there. Is that gone? Yes. And no, yes. In the standings. Yeah. You, you took your win against the Pelicans and you nullified it. Right, You took that win and you nullified it. As far as the Lakers' record goes, you still forced a loss onto the Pelicans' record. That's important. And you now have the tiebreaker with the Pelicans. So those things are not gone. But in terms of the Lakers' record, yeah, you took last night's win and you and you set it on fire, essentially. You followed it up with a loss. And the Lakers can't be in the business, we've talked about this, of win one, lose one. You can't trade wins and losses. You have to reel off multiple wins and then you can take a loss Multiple wins, a loss, right? You have to stack wins. And this was an opportunity to do that. And once again, the Lakers, yes, second night of a back-to-back. That's a factor. But still, they chose not to do that. Brandon says, please hit us with some optimism. I need some glasses half full action from the best. 
glasses have I mean, I wish I had more optimism here. Um, Darvin Ham made an adjustment at halftime. Noticed that Rui in the starting five was not working, went to Wenyon. The Lakers looked better. But I don't have a lot of optimism after a game like that. I will say that their opportunity to get into the playoffs is not gone. This doesn't mean that they are completely out. They can definitely turn this around. It helps that Minnesota lost. We'll see what Dallas does against San Antonio. It's a one-point game now. Uh, San Antonio, you know if San Antonio can find a way to lose the game, they're, they're going to try to, right? They're going to try to. In fact, it looks like they're about to go down. Looks like Dallas is getting to the free throw line. Uh, and Dallas has the tiebreaker over the Lakers. So there's, there's not much here. There's not much optimism here, even if Dallas does wind up losing this game. But San Antonio is going out of their way to try to lose games. I, I think Dallas is going to end up winning this, unfortunately, even though San Antonio was up there. So there's not a lot. There, there's not a lot to be optimistic about after this one because it's just such a missed opportunity for the Lakers. Mike said, doesn't matter whose idea it was, not having your superstars playing when you need them as much as AD means you're going to get different super, you got to get different superstars. I mean, you can say, well, then you can't have a guy who's injured often like Anthony Davis is. That's fair. Who are you going to get? Who would you get? In you're, so you're saying this is evidence to, for trading AD. Again, this was not on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis wanted to play. Uh, it wasn't his decision to not play. It was the the doctors decided that Anthony Davis should not play in this game. Um, and that was it. And if you want to say, well, then AD is simply not dependable enough, that's fine. You can make that, that argument. I, again, if AD plays, they win this game. But there's also the possibility that he plays, he gets hurt, and that's it. Your season's over, right? I mean, that's that's what we're talking about here. If you say there is a whatever probability that Anthony Davis gets hurt in this game and it happens, that's it. You're done. Your season ends right then. So if you felt like there's a high chance, like you can withstand a loss to the Rockets and still make it. Now you got to go win some games. You got to win Friday. That becomes even more of a must win. But you can't if Anthony Davis gets hurt. If Anthony Davis is hurt, you're you're done. So there's that to factor in too, but... Yeah, it's frustrating when AD's sitting there on the sideline and just played great last night. And you know if he plays, you win this game and you take a loss to a team you should never lose to. Uh, what was it, Matt? The Optimist said, if it's the Rockets, we're fine. Seems like the Lakers assumed the Rockets were trying to lose. I mean, I said the same thing. I was concerned about this one going in. Yep, Dallas is up three now, 120 to 117. Uh, and San Antonio is going to find a way to lose at the end, which is going to make... The uh, Lakers lost to the Rockets hurt even more. You had a chance. You had a chance tonight. And once again, this is this was the Lakers' decision to do this. Um, even with the players on the floor, without AD, this is a game you should win. Even without AD, you should win this game. But they did not take the first half seriously at all. And they didn't have that kind of margin for error to do that. Uh, Shane said LeBron James and Kobe Bryant are not being kept out by anyone if they're pain-free. I, I mean, I don't think we ever said Anthony Davis is pain-free, but if the doctors are telling the Lakers, you may not put him on the floor, what's AD supposed to do? The Lakers say, well, you can tell us you want to play, but we're not going to put you on the floor. It's out of his hands at, at that point. Chef, Lakers lost because of pure uh, hubris. Didn't sign a big, didn't play AD, 
played too many four guard lineups and assumed they could easily beat a 16 win team. Basketball gods are watching. So let's talk about the not signing another big. You can ask, well, it, whoever that big is, right? Sign a big. Is it Moses Brown? Is it Dwight Howard? Is it Serge Ibaka? Is it LaMarcus Aldridge? Derek Favors? Whoever, whoever else you want to throw out there. Any, any name, Hassan Whiteside, whatever it is. Is that player much of a difference maker? No, they're not. They're not. But it's hard to not feel like, hey, you probably should have signed a big when you're getting crushed on the boards. When the Rockets, especially in the first half, all they have to do is get a shot on the rim and they're, then they're going to score. Whether that shot goes in or not doesn't matter because they're going to get the offensive rebound and they're going to score that one. Um, that was the way the first half went. And then the Lakers committed to playing Wenyan more minutes and that turned some things around a little bit in the second half. But the bottom line, the Lakers have had a week. It's been a week that they've known at least that Mo Bamba was out for essentially the regular season. They said four weeks, essentially he's out for the regular season. They've known for at least a week. If they wanted to sign another big just to have a body to put in there for games like this, they could have. And you can say they should have. You have 10-day contracts available. You have, um, I mean, you've got an open roster spot. You definitely could have. And if it's me, if I was making the decision, 100%, you go sign somebody. Even if you say, you know what, we're going to sign player X. We don't think he's ever going to really get on the floor, but just in case, just in case we run into some matchup or, or something like that where we need another big body, Let's go, let's go get that guy. Especially if you know that, you know what? We're not going to play AD in any back-to-backs. So you know going in that Wenyan Gabriel is the only center you have left. Doesn't make sense why you wouldn't go sign another center. Now, again, I'm not saying these guys are impact players. But if you had a, just a big body to throw out there for 10 minutes that can get some rebounds for you, eight minutes, whatever it is, might make the difference in this game. Looking at the number, they gave up 15 offensive rebounds. What if you only give up 10? Because you had another big body to put out there. How much does that change the game? But again, and I'm not saying this, you need to get somebody that's going to play every night, but just to have the option. Just so if Darvin goes, man, we're getting crushed on the boards. We need somebody. He looks down the bench right now. There's nobody. There's no, what are you going to do? Put in Rui? He's already on the floor. There's nobody there to turn to. So yeah, they should have signed somebody by now. They knew this was coming. They knew Anthony Davis wasn't going to play in back-to-backs. They knew Mo Bamba was going to be out. They had opportunities to go bring somebody in. They had time to do it. They chose not to. And it burned them. I, I talked about it on Twitter before the game. And maybe it won't hurt them. Maybe Rui gets going or something. And, you know, this doesn't hurt them as much as we're afraid that it's going to. Maybe whatever the smaller Lakers can bring you on the offensive end will be enough to negate not having a big. Maybe. That didn't happen. They didn't shoot well. You needed another big, and they didn't have one to turn to. That's on the Lakers. It's not like they'd have to cut somebody to do it. Terrell Lawson, as an organization, you can't be okay with your stars missing games going forward. Too much on the line. Pathetic loss. Uh, Yeah. Definitely. Too much on the line here. To do this too much on the line to miss games right now that's for sure that's for sure yeah you hate to see it but again 
there's a lot on the line. And I look at the decision to sit AD. You say too much on the line to sit him. What if they were told there's a 50% probability that if he plays in a back-to-back, he's getting hurt? Again, knowing that if, if you flip that coin and it comes up on the wrong side, I don't know what the probability was that they were presented with, but your season ends right there. I understand that's a, that's a difficult decision, right? Because I think we can all agree that if Anthony Davis is hurt, that's it. You're, you're not going to drag your way into the playoffs and you have to drag your way into the playoffs in order to get LeBron back. LeBron's not back tomorrow. It's going to take weeks for LeBron to come back. You have to get there without him. And then maybe he can come back and give you that boost. So I understand the Lakers' hesitation to play him. What I'll say, though, is as an organization, you can't be okay with no showing an entire half of basketball moving forward, given what's on the line. And that's what the Lakers did in the first half. Did not show up. Drew Potter. A scheduled win turned into a loss because we sat the best player for a must-win stretch while he's pain-free. Unforced error, cries in Jay Huff. Yeah, Jay Huff would have been a great addition to this roster, but he signed with the Wizards about a week before the Lakers would have needed him. Just unfortunate timing there. Unfortunate timing. Um, Oh. So the Spurs got two free throws with a tenth of a second left to tie the game and missed that team is taking so hard so this gave a win to the dallas mavericks which puts the mavs well ahead of the lakers now um yep that's where dropping this game to houston hurts even more the mavs do not have a difficult schedule from here you can't count on them losing games and um yeah the lakers losing this one brutal ace of hearts knew we lost the game when Wenyan wasn't starting yeah ham decided to start Rui over Wenyan which was a bit of a surprise. Now, at least he fixed it at halftime. But when you do that, you're taking the gamble that the team's going to be able to, on the offensive end, hit enough shots, hit a bunch of shots to where it negates the fact that you don't have a big. But the Lakers' offense clearly didn't have it going at any point. They look completely lost. In fact, I said this looks like a YMCA pickup game. It really did. The Rockets are a terrible team. They're awful. And the Lakers were awful. Or even worse, I mean, the offense had zero flow to it. It was dribble down the floor, ISO attack. Go back the other way. Dribble down the floor, ISO attack. Both teams doing the same thing back and forth to each other, looking completely lost. It looked like a pickup game at the YMCA for moments, just in terms of the way the offense was attacking. It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. And the Rockets, being younger and probably more athletic, were better at that. And particularly getting to the rim, there was no rim protection there for the Lakers. Uh, you put one one you in, got a little better. All right. You should have started him. Clearly should have started him. But the one criticism of him is he hasn't been quick enough to respond to things. And I think this is another example of that where you needed to recognize very quickly that, uh-oh, our offense doesn't have it going enough to negate the fact that we don't have a big on the floor. I'd better get a big on the floor right now because we're not shooting the ball well enough to fix the fact that we don't have a rebounder out there. Vincent. Dennis's jumper turned the game awful. Yes, the Lakers were on a were making a push. Uh, Dennis Schroeder took an ill-advised, contested fadeaway jumper and missed it, and it turned into a Rockets runout and score. The Rockets then scored again, and you took it from a four-point game right there to it went it ballooned to like a ten-point game, and that was essentially the game. Um, it was just one bad decision on the offensive end to take a shot that he shouldn't have, 
And that was the catalyst that, that sparked the Rockets. That took it from maybe a Lakers comeback into a Rockets win. Vader uh, says, Dham tweaked, can't rest a starter when you're all trash. I see that this Lakers team, this is a good team. And I know they didn't look like it tonight, but this is a good team. We saw it last night. This is a good team. They no-showed an entire half and expected to somehow be able to still win. And then they tried to turn it on in the second half, and uh uh-oh, the shots aren't falling. And uh uh-oh, the Rockets are still scoring. And then they found themselves in trouble. You You can't assume any game is in the bag just because of who you're playing. Not in the NBA. Tully, the fact that this loss could have easily been avoided by signing another big after Mo went down is frustrating. Yeah, again, that's on. Look, as much as we're cred- we've credited the front office for moves that they've made, it's on the front office for not signing another big. I'm not saying this loss is entirely in the front office. You got to blame some of the players, the coaches, all of that. But it's on the front office for not signing another big already. This should have been done a long time ago. They've had a week plus to do this. They didn't do it. And they needed one tonight. Didn't happen. Joey, disgusting. It's the only way I can describe this. Scams rotations, the medical staff, front office, must win game against Houston, and they lost. Speech, speechless. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not much else, else to say there, right? Inexcusable, what we saw today. Maddie James, I don't get it. Does this organization want to win? We need all hands on deck, so why make AD sit? We only have a handful of must-win games left. Again, I, my guess would be that they were given advice that, you know, there was a, a high probability of an injury to AD if he played in this one. Or that was, you know, the best advice they got there, and they, they went with it. But AD or not, like, that, that should have been, no AD should have been a cue that everybody else has to step up and really, really dig in. And we saw that a little bit in the second half, but not at all in the, in the first. Re, fire the whole medical staff. Sitting AD when you're at home in the playoffs, going to wish you played him, and Spurs going to beat Dallas, looking like what did not happen. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What happened in Spurs Mavs? Suddenly I switch over and the game is tied? I'm not watching the game, so I don't know what exactly what happened here, but somehow it's tied at 121 at the end. The last update I had was the Spurs missed two free throws at the end of the game, and that was going to be that with 1.1 seconds left. Oh, the Mavs threw the ball right out of bounds, and Keldon Johnson got a dunk on the ensuing possession and tied it. Holy moly, Spurs and Mavs are going to overtime. Some of you, I'm way behind in the chat, by the way. So if some of you guys saw that, I didn't know that it happened. I'm just watching the play-by-play update there. Wow. Okay. I mean, look, I, I'm still, I still don't have a lot of confidence the Spurs are going to win that, but would be very helpful to the Lakers if they did. Not that it undoes what the Lakers did in this game. Definitely does not. But yeah. Ace of hearts. I'm tired of the high-low games. Hot one game, cold the next. It's been four straight games like that. It's annoying, and you can't gauge how good they are. Well, again, hard to gauge how good they are without Anthony Davis, of course. That's not something that you can really do. Um, but, yeah, it's it's frustrating because, again, this is a game where they should have, even without AD, they, they should have won this game. Uh, Basher said, how in the blue hell do we come into this game without a big? And Darvin trying to hit a minutes quota for Schroeder needs to stop. Good point there on Schroeder. Um, yeah, Mavs and, and Spurs are going into OT. So Schroeder wound up playing in this game. And by the way, D'Angelo Russell, I, I thought needed to step up big time in this one and did not. Five for 17 shooting, three for 11 from three. He couldn't get it going either. Did have 18 points, but the efficiency was not there. Uh, Beasley, four for 12 from three. The efficiency just wasn't there across the board for anybody. But Schroeder, 25 minutes. He was 10 of 12 from the free throw line. So he was at least getting to the line, had 16 points that way. But I did not think this was a very good Schroeder performance. Two rebounds, no assists for Schroeder. He was he was not good. And he still played 25 minutes. Now, D'Lo played 34. So you can question who else should have gotten the minutes. But personally, I'm probably feeding a few more minutes to Austin uh, because Schroeder just did not have it going. And he's been good in the fourth quarter for Lakers recently. But the last couple of games have been... Not great for Dennis Schroeder. Like, I don't know if he's run out of gas a little bit or, or what, but has not been good from Dennis Schroeder lately. So I, look, we've criticized Darvin for not pulling the trigger on, on players, not pulling the trigger on rotations quickly enough. And I think tonight was one of those nights Schroeder needed to see his minutes uh, dip a bit. This loss is unacceptable. I blame the front office for a BS called not playing AD and AD not putting his foot down, demanding to play. The same front office let you play in the playoffs with a bad groin, but won't play you now. BS. Again, the only thing I keep going back to is if they were told there's a high probability if you put him on the floor, 
his season is over. He's going to get hurt. There are high probability he gets sure he gets hurt at which point his season over is over, which then means your season is over. That's the only way that I can look at it and say, this makes sense. And I don't know that that's what they were told. I'm just saying if the doctors said he can't play and you're the Lakers and you're looking at this and trying to weigh the, the benefits of potentially playing him. If there's a high probability that he gets, that he's going to be hurt. If he plays that his foot's not going to respond well to that then I, I understand it. It sucks. I don't, it's not fun, especially when you drop the game. But again, if Anthony Davis goes down, your season's over. So I get it from that perspective. Otherwise, if they told you he has a 5% chance of hurting his foot, and if he plays second night of a back-to-back, it becomes a 7% chance, then what are we doing, right? And again, I don't know exactly what they've been told, but that's the only thing that makes sense is that they felt that it was just too high of a risk and that by playing him, you'd be potentially ending your own season in that game if he was hurt. Vanessa and Hunter said, Lakers staff not serious about winning. AD could have easily could have played 20 minutes against G-Leaguers or at least signed a center. How many minutes would AD have needed to play to win this game? Like, what if you put AD on a 15-minute limit in this game? Would that be enough? Would you win the game then? I think probably, right? I think that probably would have been enough. I got that one already. Let me see what else is in here. Obviously, I don't have a superstar of the night tonight. I'm not even going to do the star in your role award for this one. If LA knew AD wouldn't be playing back-to-backs, not signing someone is irresponsible and amateurish. Mike, I agree. You knew going in, AD's not playing back-to-backs. Then, and that you knew that weeks ago. Why? When Mo Bamba got hurt, why would you not immediately go sign a center? You've got an open roster spot. You don't need to cut anybody to do it. Senpai, it's safe to say this loss was not because of the lack of a big, right? The guards shot abysmal. Wenyan clamped Sengun in the second half. Yeah, look, I, I think that yeah, this came down more to the shooting and the poor effort in the first half than not having a big. That said, there were a number of opportunities in the first half where you didn't have a big on the floor and having anybody that's been, well, I shouldn't say anybody, but having some sort of competent player who could rebound the ball would have helped out considerably, especially in that first half. So while I can say there were bigger problems, I think than not having a center, it still doesn't make the process to the, the decision to not sign a center. It still doesn't make that. Okay. And I think that an actual big probably would have helped you out in this game, at least on the glass in that first half um, because they were getting crushed there. They were getting crushed. I think there were 11 offensive rebounds from Houston in the first half. Ballin said, deserve to lose. Looked like the Pels yesterday, no effort, bad shot selection. Houston uh, boasting the whole game, saying team was fired up, disrespecting AD, didn't play. Um, Yeah, right? If you're the Rockets, and you see the Lakers are going to sit AD against you. Aren't you saying, well, that's disrespectful. They think that they can beat us without, they don't, they think they don't even have to play Anthony Davis to beat us. Is that going to give you more motivation? Now the organization in Houston might be upset, right? They don't want to win games right now, but it is what it is. This loss is on the front office and coach. It makes no sense not to have another big Gabriel is not a big. Yeah. He's a big, Oh, Dallas is up seven already. 
with two minutes and 18 seconds to play in OT. So we know the way that's ultimately going to go. Uh, Wenyan played uh, a total of 33 minutes. But yeah, you, look, you needed at least one other player. Even if you just had somebody to play, again, eight minutes. Play eight minutes so that you were only playing seven minutes with no big on the floor with Vando or Rui as, as your center. That could have made a difference, particularly on the boards. Nico, worst loss of the season. Best chance to be 500. Proceed to lose against the second worst team. Luckily, they're still 10th. Plus, Wolves lost and Mavs losing. When the Mavs are not going to lose by the end of this, I don't believe, unless San Antonio goes on a big rally here, but they're down seven. Once again, San Antonio is not necessarily trying to win games. So, um, yeah, terrible loss. And again, the second time that you've had a chance to get to 500 and not brought what you needed, not been against the Knicks when they had a chance to get to 500, the Lakers were just not sharp. This game, it wasn't just a lack of sharpness. It was a lack of effort, uh, particularly in the first half that we saw. And that's, yeah, <laughs> they didn't look like a team that was interested in getting to 500 until after halftime. Was this Charles Barkley's guaranteed win of the week? I have no idea. No idea. I can't say I watch that uh, a whole lot. I catch some of it every once in a while, but uh, just busy. Darvin Ham is not ready to be an NBA head coach. It's not a knock on him because I believe he's a great players coach motivator. LeBron is our on-the-court players coach. We need an X's and O's assistant. Maybe. I mean, it's hard to say. It's easy to jump to conclusions without knowing exactly what's being said behind the scenes. Um, the things schematically were not great for the Lakers, especially in that first half. We saw no movement on offense. We saw a lot of stagnation, ISO play, all of that. And you can blame that on Darvin Ham. That's fine. I think there's plenty of game uh, of blame to go around in this game. But I, I don't think without knowing exactly who has what role on the coaching staff, who's doing what, um, it's hard to say, well, or they just need to do this with Darvin and this with bringing a different coach. Mama mentality. Someone call Jeannie or Rob or give him a write-up. We knew how this game could have uh, and did end up being. We also know knew who should have played. There must be consequences for his actions. Again, from what the Lakers are saying, and this is coming from the Lakers, so take it as it will, as you will, but uh, the Lakers are, are relying on the doctors to tell them whether or not AD should play. And the doctors said no, so the Lakers are relying. So are you passing the buck a little bit? I suppose, but yeah, I mean, if the Lakers win this game. It's forgivable, right? Like they did this against OKC. They didn't play AD against OKC and they found a way to win anyway. Okay. People aren't quite as mad. People are going to be really upset with this because you found a way to lose and you can say pretty easily that if AD plays, you win. Kyle. Well, that was disappointing. Circumstances were too weird to learn anything. Just flush it and get ready for Friday. Let's start another streak. Kyle, ever the optimist. Um, yeah, and now you have to. Now you have to beat the Mavs on Friday to have any kind of a shot. Yep, Dallas is now up uh, 11 on San Antonio, so that game is over uh, with just a minute to play. Dallas is going to pick up the win. Lakers pick up the loss. Dallas goes to 500. Lakers drop below, and Dallas has a very easy schedule from here on out, uh, just as the Lakers do. But the Lakers chose not to win this game. And again, the word is chose. They chose not to win this game. And um, that is is going to really hurt them. Their chances of catching Dallas have taken a real hit tonight. 
Ben Mason, games like this show me we can only go as far as our staff and coaching decisions. Um, I mean, health matters as well. Lauren, this loss is because the front office so unprepared. And Maddie James said, Master Lock Rob, uh, you know what I mean? Ron from Lakers Nation for the claim Wendon, Wendon could handle his own at the center of this game. We would be fine. I don't think Ron knew that Wenyon wasn't going to start and that it was going to be Rui in the starting five instead of Wenyon. That ended up being a problem because of the offense. Again, the gamble is that your offense is going to give you enough to make up for the, like you're getting more offensive punch with Rui on the floor instead of Wenyon, but you're giving up more on the boards and in rim protection and all that. So your gamble is that your offense is going to be so much better that it's going to make up for not having the rim protection and the rebounding. That was not the case at all. Darvin didn't pull the trigger quick enough on, on abandoning that idea and, uh, and it cost them, but nonetheless, yeah, Ron was very confident. They would beat the Rockets. I was not as thrilled that, uh, AD was not playing in this one. Mike said sitting AD, um, sitting AD when you're not even locked in, uh, the play in is a joke. If they're healthy, play the game again. I, I think you can make an argument for why AD could have played, and I understand why people are frustrated right now that he didn't. You know, it's... I think that this definitely flips to a win if you play him. Chris, Lakers are either brain dead or intentionally giving up on the season. Sitting a painless AD with no backup is absurd. Delo's training camp comment making sense. Yeah, look, it's the second part. That's what... Look, sitting AD, depending on what's being said by the doctors... I think you can rationalize that. It's not good. It's not ideal. It's not what we want. But depending on what's being said by the doctors, you can say, okay, maybe that was the correct decision. Maybe it wasn't. But I think you can see where there's a, a correct decision there. What makes no sense, though, is not picking up another big. That part of it. Knowing AD is going to sit, not signing anyone. Even if you can say, well, that wasn't the primary reason why they lost this game, and that's fair. They couldn't hit shots. And that was, that was the primary reason why they lost this game. But, but not having a big there to turn to at all. Darvin Ham looks down the bench, looks for a big, and there is one doesn't exist. There's no excuse for that. There's no reason for that. You got to go add somebody. Wicked Bronco. A lot to say, Trev. The Lakers got disrespectful and thought because it was the Rockets, they can sit AD. AD easily could have vetoed the decision. Could he have? To not play him. We lost to the Rockets. We're acting like we're already a number one seed. Could he have vetoed the decision? I don't know. Like, I wouldn't be so sure that AD gets to make that, that call. Like, if AD says, play me, and the Lakers say, no, we're not going to put you in. Palenka gets an F for the trade deadline. No bigs. He got a big at the trade deadline. He got Mo Bamba. He just got hurt. That's what happened. Oh, I, Chris, the masterpiece masters just, just texted me. Or I'm just seeing it anyway. Said sitting AD gets the master locked master lock too important of a stretch. So there it is officially from Chris, the masterpiece masters sitting Anthony Davis gets the master lock that choice from the masterpiece himself. That's the, that is the master lock. Salvador said, knew a long night was coming. 
uh, when Ron said it's the Rockets, LOL, a big was needed but refused a 10-day player knowing AD was missing the game. Again, even if it's just an emergency situation, you need someone else. Regardless of back-to-back, all hands on deck, you can't sit AD, 12 games left. Yeah, you have 12 games left, and now you really got to go on a winning streak here if you're the Lakers. KR, Darvin Ham must not really like tall players. That's what it is. Darvin Ham doesn't like tall people. <laughs> AR was the only one who cared. Still no Max. Yeah, I was surprised that, that Max Christie didn't get any minutes in this one, but especially when so many other guys were struggling uh, to get anything going. But yeah, I mean, you just, you saw a lot of guys who looked very lackadaisical for the entire first half of this game. And Austin was doing his thing, but Austin didn't shoot the ball that well either. Uh, Austin did not. Austin wound up shooting six for 14, but one for seven from three. That's not like Austin. He was 11 of 13 from the free throw line. So I guess you'll take that. Seven assists, 24 points for Austin when all was said and done. And I think 27 minutes was not enough. Not enough on a night like this. If he's going to be your best guy, why is he not playing over 30 minutes? Why would you have him at 27? Especially if other guys don't have it going. If Schroeder's shooting three for 10, why is Austin not absorbing some of those minutes? Doesn't make sense. That part does not make sense. Eric said, this isn't surprising to me. We're a cocky, mediocre team. We don't have enough, uh, a good enough record to rest people, especially when your best player in LeBron is out. Yeah, they, they gave themselves zero margin for error, essentially. By not having AD, not having another big, you made sure that everything had to go right for you to win this game, even against the Rockets. And so you shot poorly and couldn't win the game. If AD plays, you can shoot poorly and win the game. If LeBron plays, you can shoot poorly and win the game. If with neither one of them, you can't shoot poorly and win the game. doesn't work. So, yeah, you didn't have that margin for error. And unfortunately, they shot extremely poorly and had zero interest in playing basketball in the first half. Sitting AD is disgusting. NBA is soft. Again, I know there's a whole bigger conversation about load management. Keith Smith and I had that yesterday on the front office show. You can check that out for the full thing. But I know in general, league-wide, it's frustrating seeing load management happen. Um, It's frustrating for fans. And that's a, a bigger conversation the NBA is having right now. Robert said, not a good look for Darvin Ham. Why wouldn't he challenge the final fouls? Called on Malik. Obvious flop. Ham quit before the, the players did. I mean, he called the final, he called the foul, uh, challenged the foul that was on Wenyan, but it wound up being that the Rockets kept the ball anyway because they had possession of it when the whistle blew. So they won the challenge, but yeah. AD is soft. D'Lo got you all fooled. I mean, D'Lo did not shoot the ball well, but neither did anybody else. Nobody really shot well in this game. Masterlock, the Lakers front office for resting AD. Realistically, can we still make the playoffs? Yes, 100% can still make the playoffs. You got to win games. You got to win Friday against Dallas. Um, Luca, Kyrie did not play today. I just assume they're going to play. Assume they're going to play on Friday because that's what happens when you're the Lakers. Players come back to play against the Lakers. Assume Luca and Kyrie will play on Friday. Beef says, maybe we'll end up missing the play-in by one game. Oh, if they do, fans will be furious about this game. 
if they do. John Drake, I believe teams take on the personality of the coach. I thought Ham would be a more physical, intense coach. His team plays soft. They certainly did for the first half. And, and again, to, this happens sometimes during NBA seasons. The problem is the Lakers aren't in a spot where they can let this happen. Right? If the Lakers were a three seed and they're locked in and you come out here and you play like that, you understand it. Right? Like it's not fun, but you understand it. Because these kind of games do happen. And we've yet to see the Lakers lose a game because of effort. Now we have. I'm sorry, the post-trade deadline Lakers lose a game because of effort. And now we have. Um, effort was a big, big part of this, particularly in that first half. You didn't get the things done defensively that you needed to do. You didn't focus on the little things like boxing out, which is important. And you lost a game. Um, yeah. I can't say if that's a ham thing or if that's a, you know, the Lakers as a team in general have been good since the trade deadline. They've been really good. But you lost a game that you definitely shouldn't have in this one. And, uh, and we saw a trade out of this team that we hadn't seen before in that they didn't show up for an entire half of basketball. And that's, you know, again, something that happens. But the Lakers were not in a position to allow that to happen. There needed to be more of a, the mentality needed to be ADs out, so we all need to step up our game. And they needed to have that determination, and we did not see that. All you had to do was play AD 25 minutes max to just at least win the game. We have to play every game like it's our last, which means everybody plays. I understand. I, mean, I know people are frustrated. AD didn't play. People are frustrated and, and have a right to be. And yeah, I, I don't even think you have to play him 25. I think you play him 15, you win the game. Maybe 10, right? If Wenyan played 33 pretty good minutes and Wenyan, Wenyan was a plus 12 on the night. If you just played AD, the, what is it, 15 minutes that Wenyan didn't play. If you played AD 15 minutes, you win this game, right? If you just tag team Wenyan and AD and Wenyan's a plus 12 and AD only plays the 15 minutes that Wenyan doesn't, so you play him seven minutes, one half, eight minutes, the other, you win this game. But again, the doctor said sit him. Christian, with any center on a 10-day, we would have won this. Hope there's a plan behind deciding to throw a game and not let's just see what happens. Uh, Thomas, and yeah, I don't think there's any rhyme, like I don't think there's any rhyme or reason behind it. Like why, you know, like there's some plan to lose this game and then they're going to do better somewhere else or something. I, I think they really thought they would win without AD. Thomas, what was the point of the Rockets winning? Like why did the Rockets try to win? Because players try to win games. Organizations might be in tank mode, but players aren't going to not try to win. If players can... Now the Rockets get to talk about, hey, we beat the Lakers. Of course those players want that. They don't care what their draft pick looks like. All that means to the players is somebody else coming in to take their job. Players want to win. Teams, organizations, I should say, will tank. Players don't. Jeremy, as much as I believe in my Lakers, I think the NBA should change the name to 2023 NBA Finals to lose to the Milwaukee Bucks Invitational. I mean, look, I if it's not the Lakers, I wouldn't be upset if the Bucks won it. And they're not the Celtics. They're not the Clippers. If it's not the Lakers, my prime objective is that it's not the it's not the Celtics and it's not the Clippers. Um, 
But yeah, Milwaukee's been really good lately. We'll see who's playing well come playoff time. Still have a ways away to get there. Oh man, rough night tonight. Rough night, that's for sure. Especially coming off of such a great night last night. Giassi, no energy, effort, urgency. Master lock the fake lockdown defense in the last three minutes of the game. How about trying the other three and a half quarters? Yep. Yep. Keith is messaging me right now uh, about this. Keith, Keith Smith. Can't believe it with the Rockets. But they got the Celtics and the Lakers. Yep. That happened. Caleb, I'm really mad, not because we lost. It's the way we lost. Yeah, I think, Caleb, that, that hits the nail on the head, right? It's not, it's, yeah, you'd be upset if they lost. But it's more upsetting and more inexcusable when they lose because you didn't play for a half of basketball. Again, they started trying in the second half. First half, didn't see it. And again, part of that is on Darwin too, for the Rui's going to be our center thing, and that didn't work at all, and not pulling the plug on that quickly enough. And all that, like, that's, that's a factor too. Why not just a minutes restriction on a back-to-back game? Um, you'd have to ask uh, the medical staff. There's a there's reason behind it, I'm, I'm sure, but we're not privy to what that is. Load management should go. If players get hurt playing, that's basketball. So are Magic, Bird, Jordan, Superhuman because they played all 82 entire careers? I mean, Jordan took a break in the middle of his career. Magic, we know what happened. Larry Bird had his career cut short by back injuries and didn't play nearly as long as he potentially could have. Does his Do his back injuries become so bad if he's not playing as much? I think it's a fair question to ask. I'm, I'm not saying, look, load management is certainly a topic that can be discussed. But I don't think Larry Bird, a guy who retired probably earlier than he needed to due to back injuries. Like if Larry Bird's playing today, does does he have a longer career because he gets to take some games off because he doesn't play play 40 some odd minutes a night because he plays 34 minutes a night or something? Like does that lengthen his career? It's a, I'm not saying one way or another. I'm saying it's a conversation that can be had. I don't know the Bird's the best example of, of that. Um, yeah. Like guys are playing longer now. I mean, LeBron is... 38 and he's still doing insane things now he's getting hurt this year now that he's 38 we're seeing that but players are playing more years so is that trade-off worth it to the players it is more years where you can make that money yeah and players not all players like load management either in general players want to play Cobbs said i understand the ad situation but it's embarrassing for the other guys to lose this game 100%. It is. They didn't come to play. That's it. Because if AD forced to play, then gets injured, the season's over. Yep. That's it in a nutshell. Wait, wasn't AD upset when LeBron broke the record because he wanted to win? What happened to wanting to win so bad? Are you assuming that AD doesn't want to win and that and then he asked to sit out? From what we've heard, it was not AD's choice. AD wanted to play and the Lakers, uh, with the advice of the medical staff said no. This wasn't AD not wanting to win suddenly. 
AD looked pretty pissed over on the sideline. And he should be. And this whole team should be. This whole team should be livid. And they should be mad at themselves right now. Black Panther, I knew not having AD play was going to cost them. Unfortunately, we kind of had a bad feeling about this. AD's a grown man. Could have said I'm playing anyway. If the Lakers rule him inactive, if they submit him as inactive, and he tries to play, he's getting suspended. And the team's getting fined. If the Lakers submit the lineup card and AD is listed as out, and he goes out on the floor and tries to play, he's getting suspended, right? Like there's, you can say, oh, AD's a grown man, and AD can put his foot down and do all this stuff. If the Lakers say, we are not putting you on the floor, period, there's nothing he can do. Worst thing is AD wanted to play and they said no. Yeah, that's why people putting this on AD, on AD, again, you can say maybe it's the Lakers covering for him, right? That's if you want to go there. But everything we've heard has been the Lakers, AD wanted to play, the Lakers said no with the advice of doctors. That's the situation. And I see a lot of this. Should have played AD, Kobe would have played. Yeah, it was also a bit of a different era. But here's the problem I have with comparing things to Kobe. Players to Kobe, situations to Kobe. Kobe has been deified by Lakers fans. And not and not for no reason. Kobe was fantastic. It was incredible. And it, the way he played through things superhuman he's the guy who tore his right shoulder so he started shooting left-handed he's the guy who tried to reach in into the back of his leg and pull his own achilles back down to see if he could reattach it he shot with a broken finger for a good chunk of a season and shot well with a wrap on a the on the index finger of his shooting hand but if you hold everybody to that standard they're going to fall short. They're not Kobe. And that's the problem. That's you know, Somebody was asking me this the other day on a show that I was on. They were asking me, you know, what do Lakers fans think about LeBron James? And, you know, does, have they accepted LeBron and all that kind of stuff? I said, the problem LeBron has is that he's not Kobe. And he'll never be Kobe. There's nothing he can do, no matter what LeBron does, for however long he's a Laker, no matter what he does from here on out, he will never be Kobe. He's never going to have that kind of equity with Lakers fans that 20 years in LA brings. And for good reason. Again, Kobe's amazing. But if everybody gets held to that Kobe standard, everybody's going to fall short because Kobe was one of one and Kobe had two decades. So if you're looking at the next star and you're saying, LeBron, you got to be Kobe. And Kobe's up here. And remember, again, we look at Kobe as infallible at this point. Right? And again, look, there's there's a lot that Kobe did that's admirable and we look up to and all of that. So it's not without reason. But any of Kobe's shortcomings, and part of this is because of his passing, they get overlooked now. And I'm fine with it. That's fine. The great things that we remember about Kobe get 
magnified by that, right? We don't remember his shooting efficiency in the final season or anything like that. People being frustrated with his shot selection or any of that kind of thing. That was a thing. That happened. But we remember the great times with Kobe, and we should. We should. I'm not saying we shouldn't. But what we shouldn't do is jump to compare everybody else to Kobe. Because it's not fair. Nobody's going to win that. He's the greatest Laker of all time. And I grew up a Magic Johnson fan. He's the greatest Laker of all time. Kobe is. No one's going to measure up. It's not going to happen. So when we compare and we say, Kobe would have done this, Kobe would have done that. There's one Kobe. You can't expect everybody to measure up to that standard. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, this one says, Darvin Ham said AD is pain-free. I know. That makes it all the more frustrating. But again, wasn't AD's decision. Wasn't AD's decision. Matty James echoes what I was saying. Kobe played an entire season and won a championship with a broken finger. Lakers sitting AD to be cautious in must-win games is unreal. Yeah, I mean, you can criticize the Lakers for making that decision. Again, I don't know what the odds were of an injury or whatever, what the risk was for playing AD. I would have to assume it was fairly significant for them to not play him in this game. But yeah, again, though, can't measure everybody by Kobe, right? Can't. Super dope hip-hop. Rockets, Rockets win at home versus Milwaukee. 76ers, Boston, Phoenix, OKC, Utah, Atlanta. Home also one to four point losses against Sacramento, Golden State, Clippers, Miami, Dallas. No AD and no 10 days a killer. Play this video to Ron and Rui's agent at contract negotiations because Rui wasn't able to step in and be the starter there, have a big game. Yeah, and Ron was very much not worried about the Rockets game. And uh, that obviously doesn't look good now. I was worried, but I I'm more nervous in general <laughs> during games. Uh, Savans said, remember when we had two centers in Dwight and McGee and it worked as far as having backup bigs for AD? Why did we go away from that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, if they had two centers of that quality, obviously this looks very different. But they don't. Then they went and got Mo Bamba, right? I, I think if Mo Bamba's here, they win this game. That And not that he's great, but they didn't have anybody aside from Wenyan. And Wenyan played 33 minutes. Any thoughts on Paul George's comments on load management and how he feels it affects players' injuries? I didn't see Paul George's comments. So I don't, I don't, I can't really respond to that. Stay off my grass. Said, hey, I play at the YMCA. Leave us alone. Hey, no, I'm not trying to speak. I did too. I'm not trying to speak ill of the YMCA here. But let's be honest. If an NBA game looks like a YMCA pickup game, something is very, very wrong. The Lakers had chances to win, even though the coach and staff badly prepared. Yeah, they had a moment where it looked like they were going to go on a run and then a couple of poor decisions. And that was it in the fourth quarter. But again, you give yourself no margin for error when you only compete for one half of the game. And you go into halftime down big. And you, again, you, you give yourself no margin for error to um, have an off shooting night. You don't. You can overcome poor shooting. Oh, I'm just getting to the part in the chat where people are talking about the Mavs and the Spurs being tied. Um, you can overcome poor shooting by 
doing well in other facets of the game. You're not going to do well in those other facets if you're not competing for a half. All right, Matrix said, Lakers allergic to getting over 500. Yeah. Two chances. And this one, they really blew it. This one, they really did. We started, Ronald, we'll do a couple more. We started Rui at the five. Rui, Houston had 66 plus points in the paint tonight. We brought swords to a gunfight. We just can't be proactive, can we? Sums it up. Frustrating night. Frustrating night. That's for sure. Rika, can't even get excited about the Lakers. I counted this as a win. AD said he was pain-free. I wonder if him playing maybe 15 minutes would have made the difference. I hate that they had Rui as our big versus Wenyan. I think Ham wanted to stick with his rotation, was hoping he can get away with it and stick with his rotation for Rui so nothing else would change. Um, that's what he's done in the past. When a player has gone out, it hasn't been the next guy at the position that goes in, like a starter goes out. It's usually somebody else that moves over. But um, for whatever reason, Ham thought he could get away without doing Wenyan as the as the starter, and it didn't work. Didn't work at all. And I think that Ham wasn't quick enough to recognize that it wasn't working, that the offense did not have it going the way that he needed it to and didn't adjust quickly enough. All right, everybody. Uh, oh, we'll do this one. Urban Progressive. I super chatted after Bamba's debut and foul out that we need another center. Braun played a few minutes at five. Month later, still no third center on the roster. Unacceptable. Now it's too little, too late. Pun intended. Yeah. And again, even once Bamba went hurt, got hurt, you should have, it, it should have been instantly go get another center. And look, I think that having another big wasn't necessarily the primary reason for losing this game. But that doesn't make the process correct doesn't make it okay that you didn't go add somebody because you needed to. And they didn't. Laker John said, I don't agree with the decision to sit AD based on the info that was provided. However, I think it's important to remember the medical staff's number one priority is the player's health, not wins and losses. Well said. That's true. That's the medical staff's pri priority, not their record, not the playoff chase, not winning the game. It's the player's health. All right, everybody. Frustrating night. Frustrating night. We'll wrap things up there. I do have super chats to still get to. I'll add them into tomorrow's show. But I appreciate all of you for joining me. I hope at the very least you got to vent a little bit. And let's get ready because Friday's game against the Mavs is now a must win for the Lakers. They put themselves in this situation. They've got to dig their way out and win on Friday against the Mavs. Thank you again for joining me tonight. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.